Well, welcome everybody. We are at Full Beard Brewing Company here in Timmins uh, for Beer and Bullshit again this week. We're doing them. We're starting to get consistent again. Yeah. Too. Episode yeah. thirty-eight. Yeah. yeah. So uh, myself, Corey McGee, with Jason Boissano, and uh, who are we joined by tonight, Jay? Who are we joined by tonight? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Let's throw that off. Let's throw it to Jay. Jay never does the intros, but yeah, uh, so he cuts off the entire intro. And goes, oh, by the <laughs> way, now, now, now go ahead. So today we are joined by newly elected and also recently married. Mm. Yes, uh, Michelle Puello for Ward Ward Five. Right, ward that's five. that's the ward that I ran and didn't win in. Yeah, that's what that one yeah. failed. <laughs> so we forget. Failed. Yeah. Oh no, we don't forget that. <laughs> so yeah, so Michelle, how's it going? Good, very good, and thank you for uh, doing a little shout out to my husband. He was looking forward to was watching. Was he looking, he's, to, he's looking so forward, looking to, watch forward to watching oh, this? Man. So it's really nice that you mentioned that right off the top. Well, now we've got a lot to live up to. Right. There you go. <laughs> so we're gonna have some fun here tonight. Thanks um, for having me, guys. This is cool. Yeah, no, we're we're really happy to be here. I, I think uh, I was explaining this to John when we were setting up that my wife's getting sick and tired of having us do this in the basement. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I called I, it. I, I was trying to be a nice guy and just not and 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 take that away from our home and uh, allow our kids to sleep nicely and all of that. And yeah, that's really. why we're hanging out with the breweries. We're already starting off with the BS portion of this. You want to get rid of the drunken bachery yeah, in the basement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah, soon yeah, as you exactly. said full beard, I knew it. I knew exactly why. Uh, yeah, so we're excited to have you here. Um, I'm pretty excited that uh, you you were elected because uh, I think. This this was a really really symbolic election. Uh, we ended up having a lot of contentious issues happening on the front end, and now just it, it seems like we had a bit of a wave of uh, of uh, new people come in, new blood, uh, younger people come in with a different perspective. And uh, I don't know, like I'm I'm I feel like I I, I want to pick your brain on so many things tonight because we've we've talked about politics on this podcast for last century. It's become a politics. It's podcast. a politics podcast. A local. Now? Local and Us. somewhat provincial, but mainly local. Do we do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're we're wondering. Uh, one of the things that that we've sort of been uh, tossing around as as a subject to kind of get started and how we would um, how we would approach this discussion is just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. What what kind of got you in, uh, in community interests and so and so on. <sighs> Okay. Yeah, throws all the questions at you in yeah. one. Let's, no, that's let's, all. Let's, yeah. No, it's just I, like it, They never weird. told me I was a good interviewer. <laughs> but. No, no one ever did. You're right. That's true. Well, to respond to your question, Corey. Um, no, okay, a little bit about myself. Well, um, born and raised here. I feel like this is the portion that everyone does know, though, because it's all they were talking yes. about during the campaign. <laughs> but here, born and raised in Timmins. No, um, yeah, I've always been interested by politics. It's just something that I've always kind of been into. I was always kind of nerdy like that and stuff. And I mean, nerdy but not nerdy because it also played, uh, you know, into my social life as well. Student council in high school and leadership camps and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So it's kind of just innate, right? Um, and yeah, since I've been back in Timmins, like like I've said many times on the campaign, I kind of, I just felt like... I might want to get in. I was always kind of up to date with municipal affairs through my work. I always had to stay current on what was going on, not just in Timmins, but also in the region and stuff. So, and I knew how it worked. I understood how it worked. I understood how it worked. I had the qualifications of the background. So when this 
you know, when the nominations were open again for this mm-hmm. election, I had kind of debated a little bit and then um, just mentioned it at a dinner party and everyone was super gung-ho and I went home <laughs> that night with like seven or eight signatures out of the 25. So I was like, I woke up the next morning. I was like, maybe I should actually give this a try. <laughs> yeah. But I figured if not me, who knows who, yeah. right? Um, and I felt like I could do the job. So I might as well, you know, we say we want younger, all that kind of stuff. I feel like I could do it, so I should try. Yeah. yeah. Did you, like, see anything that was happening that you weren't fond of and you want to, like, you know what, this is something I want to address and correct? Um, very broadly. Like, it was more just the, the kind of things that the city was starting to focus on, you know, in the last two years of the term. It's, I was th- seeing things like the social issues, but then also the potential. And, you know, we were, we were getting so hung up on... On various topics I, that you know like we that. shouldn't even just like let's not I like even that. give hung it any airtime. <laughs> we're getting hung up. I guess. Think so those nice words. is that like you were saying off the top that it was like it's like a breath of fresh air. You yeah. know this election's been really nice, yeah. and I really feel like it's finally all blown over. You know, yeah. like, I can't wait to get started. Yeah. I, you know what? I hope you're right on that <laughs> front because there there's some part of me that's a little bit pessimistic about <laughs> about how the the public's going to react. I I I mean I. I feel like over this past term, we saw a bit of a uh, a different side of um, of opinions mm-hmm. in in Timmins. Like the the public opinion, there was there was a side that basically it, it was very divisive. Let's just say that. So I feel like this council coming up has got a challenge in front of it to to really unify people and and get everybody. I, like you're never going to get everybody on the same page, but to gather that public support. And, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to throw a bone out there to the people who were really against our last council, uh, the one thing I got to say is they had a point when they said uh, that there wasn't a lot of garnering of public support for a lot of initiatives mm-hmm. that went forward. I may personally agree with them, but, it, you know, you got to be able to sell that, right? Yeah. So yeah. how do you see that kind of particular challenge and, and what approach uh, should council take to tackling that? Like already, I feel like if it had gone a different way... Um, we would, we would, yeah, we'd be having uh, quite a, ch- we'd have a challenge, uh, you know, off the start because um, I think those who are most vocal about the last council are pleased with the results. And I've mm. heard some of them, you know, kind of from the horse's mouth, mm-hmm. yeah. some of the most vocal on Facebook, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, telling me that they were super pleased on how, how it turned out and felt responsible almost like they really felt like they played a part like in that in this. terms yeah, of being yeah. so vocal on Facebook and stuff, you know, and I kind of just responded in the beauty of a democracy like, that. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. You and, know? They, like, and to be fair, they may have a point, right? Yeah. Like the, the idea is that, uh, you know, they you make your voice up. hurt. Yeah. All right, so then, I guess you know, are you good with that? Yeah, you, you yeah, don't no, want to follow up a, on that. That's a sufficient yeah. answer for for that question. <laughs> Jay's like, just let me at her. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, like, no, all right, no. here comes the hard hitting no. questions. So like, no more of these softball. He was saying, questions. you know, like he was like really excited to talk, but you know, you know, he he he's super nice to you in, in face face, but you've heard what he said about you before. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, so I I would have a, a question. It's like, what project? So when you started this, did you was there a project or initiative that you know what I want to see this? pursued i want to get on this like these are, are some of the goals i really want to do like you know we saw some of the other people had very much were very focused on some of these social issues like homelessness and all that some mm-hmm. others were maybe more business oriented what were your kind of uh ideas on, or what are the things that you want to see and if you can uh table a motion or table a, a project or proposal what would that be 
You know, it's, again, from the start, it was all very broad in general. It's, and I've mentioned it, it's the idea of that, that recruitment and retention, right? Yeah. And, and mostly the retention. And when you start to really pick away at that, at how we could retain people here, all of those other things end up coming up, the mm-hmm. social issues and the quality of life and the mm-hmm. recreation and the arts and things like that. Um, so it was really just that. You know, I've been living here for the last seven years as a young professional, and I get questioned all the time by my friends in Toronto and Vancouver, why are you still there? <laughs> and, like, I see something, you know, I really do. Yeah. So it was real, really just the idea of fostering that and, and being a voice to, to be able to really work towards that and not lose lose sight of that that the point is to really try to see some growth mm-hmm. in Timmins yeah um, there's some part of it that, that seems to me like because as also a person who's lived here as an adult planted some roots you know mm-hmm. uh, growing a family there's more to it than it just being my home since I was a kid yeah right it's you you see something about it that just you you're not so excited to just I don't know uh, the proverbial like leave your one horse town type yeah. of thing right it's like there there's something uh there's something to be said about what's here right now and the potential like, like yeah you play, and right? i've always said like i was the first one to say that i'm getting out of here and i'm never coming back <laughs> but as soon as you get away and then you come back and you're visiting you know at the holidays and you're yeah, spending a yeah. summer or something like that and you get away and you see the world and how people live in different parts of the world and you get an idea of what you want and what you don't want out of your city. You know, it's, yeah. we're, we're all choosing yeah. to be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, some might not be, but I am. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I know Corey and I spoke to us before and I spoke to a few other people. Uh, a lot of us, or a few of us, and actually, did Corey, did you come with me to the candidate debate? No, I didn't. No, you didn't I, was, I was at the mayor's oh, debate. Oh, Mr. Uh, Belanger came with me. Yes. Uh, but I did speak with a few people, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I do got to comment on one thing. Uh, uh, and it's actually a good thing. I'm not going to be crapping <laughs> on him. Uh, this is a po- post hoc criticism. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to say, uh, and I was very impressed, is that, uh, and I, I, maybe it's also a bit of a, a dig on some of the other individuals who may not have gone in or may, didn't, uh, didn't do as well, is uh, when it came to every question, you and I would actually uh, say Mrs. Murray out both had uh, answers essentially uh, to every question, mm. every subject matter. So you had something, uh, it might not have been very something specific or something, you know, concrete, but you had an answer each thing where I found that some individuals, when they were asked, you know, X or, 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 or Z or Y, it's like, what do you think on that? And they would say, well, you know, and they would try to bring them back to their main what message. They had messaging and on you. I understand having stuff in your message, but you did have very good answers. And I got to say that you know, it seemed very thought, thought out. And I guarantee you, if anyone saw that debate, you, you came you came away there as one of the top ones for sure. Thanks. I mean, that's really, that's a lot of the reaction I got afterwards. I I mean, I was stopped in the grocery store by a complete stranger, just kind of really? interrupted. Andy and I were trying to decide what deli meat we were going to get. <laughs> and it just came up, be like, excuse, I, excuse me, I have to interrupt. I just want to shake your hand. I saw you at the debate and you did great, you know. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. Uh, um, yeah, no, so it was really, it was really refreshing to hear. I think after that, I really felt like I might actually have a chance you know in terms of the whole election um but it was all very candid like yeah you know i tried to prepare as much as i could you know i tried to anticipate what kind of questions there would be mm-hmm. kind of you, know, you have an idea mm-hmm. um but it was candid it was like as other counselors were giving their answer it was making me think of <laughs> no, no, no worries. no worries making me think of things and and i wanted to engage in the conversation right and i yeah. think that's another big part of why i kind of decided to run for all of this mm-hmm. because i wanted to engage in the conversation and i always said that 
you know, I, like, like you ask, what are you going to bring to the table? What motions are you going to bring to the table? To the table? I'm not sure. I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to bring all those perspectives to the table. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that we're kind of, we're thinking it out, all the different scenarios and all the different impacts that it could have, you know, our decisions. And, and see, I, I find that, I, I find it very interesting and, and refreshing that like somebody is, is not necessarily having to come to the table with all, all the ideas, all the answers, mm-hmm. right? Like, Anybody who's sitting here expecting that council is going to have the answers for, um, like Porcupine Lake, or and and know all the technical solutions to all that is is unreasonable. And I don't think most people really expect that. It's just, it's it's nice to 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 have somebody who who's not going to act as though that they're like this is this is the way to do things. And if you just elect me, I will have. Like, yeah. I'll be able to fix the city, right? But there's one thing that I did find interesting because you definitely ran on a campaign of, uh, or a platform of bringing more development and investment to, the, to our community and to the North in general. Now, one thing that I find difficult to kind of reconcile is the idea that you, we can do that in what some people feel has to be in the fiscal responsibility approach right uh like how do you balance and and this is this is kind of the tricky part right how do you balance the idea of community investment and keeping the tax burden reasonable on the on the taxpayer right because everybody's got a different idea as to what's a reasonable tax yeah, burden. Yeah, yeah. and right now i would argue most yeah. people think that, or a lot of people think clearly from our election results a lot of people think the taxes are are a little crazy right now. Yeah. Uh, I want to pedal back to the fact that, um, like you said, that, you know, I, I feel like I could come in and not have to stick to one agenda. Mm-hmm. And that's really just because we're in municipal politics and it's really nice. Like, I'm not, I don't have to yeah. answer to a party or anything like that. Right? Exactly. It's, yeah. We answer to the residents of Timmins. So that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Um, and again, I'm just in the beginning of my political career. So who knows what kind of influences I'll have. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen the budget yet either. Like. Right. No, and, and that's one thing that, Already, just since we've started with our orientation and things like that, the new council members and returning council members, the new council, um, we're all in for quite the surprise. You know, like anyone who came into this thinking like, we are making all these huge changes and we're going to bring yeah. all this new life and activity. It's There's aging infrastructure yeah. that was built in the 50s yeah. and not touched since. Yeah. Well, you you know? mean it wasn't the last council's fault? Something. Yeah, four years ago. Yeah, yeah not one person yeah. could could ruin everything. Um, no, like that's that's one of the biggest takeaways yeah. from just the very brief briefings that we've been getting from the different departments and stuff. Is that it's get ready, get ready, and like we're yeah. starting off with budgets, yeah. so it's going to be interesting. You have to make some big decisions, yeah. And I and I think that's uh, like that. That's the crux of it, right? Is like having to balance that. All right, where where are we going to really? I hesitate to say leave our mark, but the the idea of where where are we going to try to put money to improve things rather than just keep things status quo mm-hmm. and. Where are where is money absolutely needed yeah. right now, right, to maintain the just essential services? I think so. what's great is that there's going to be so many new ideas because there's so many yeah. new people, right? Yeah. And what's nice is already it's kind of starting to come out that just because we're, we don't know how it works, you always ask the question, well, couldn't we just do this, you know? Mm. Um, and sometimes it'll just be like, no, actually, there's bylaws against that and whatever. Yep. But sometimes it might be like, you know what? We never thought about that. <laughs> like, I'm hoping that a lot of that's going to start to There's a few of those happen, moments, right? eh, yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah um, that'd be nice. It's... 
I think that, and another thing that we're going to have to keep in mind is that we won't be able to make a difference or make a change in the first year, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's a four-year term, so we just have to kind of set a momentum and work that way. Well, you can feel comfortable with the fact that you're probably going to be flush of cash from, like, the provincial level of government. You know, like, (laughs) everything I know about them, they're going to be helping you out a lot. Uh, Right? Right. It's a great time to get into (laughs) municipal politics. We'll get into that stuff more later. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, no, there's been some big developments at the provincial level lately, right? Let's stick with her for now. We're still early in here. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, there's huge projects that have come up or did come up and, you know, it might be good to ask what to the get position. Some, that's a good idea, Jay. Maybe you'd want to take uh, take the lead on this. One. We're we're going to start a domestic here on this. One. Jay doesn't ask questions on this podcast. Oh, I tell him break. to talk. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know, before I, we get into uh, specific uh, projects and all that, uh, something that Corey and I talk about a lot is we talk a lot about uh, uh, populist uh, governing ship versus trusteeship. I'm not sure if you really uh, if you know kind of what what those ideologies mean. So, like, populism... I don't. <laughs> so, populism... I'm sure some of our viewers don't. <laughs> but populism would be, you know, like... Uh, listeners? Listeners, yeah, viewers, yeah. bit of both. Yeah. Uh, so, populism, you know, like, essentially it's you decide based on what people's feelings and, and the majority of people want or based on your expertise, your knowledge, and you will make decisions that way because you have been entrusted by, camp, mm. uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever. So, d- will you, like... Where do you where do you think you're going to set that line if you are going to do that? Like, let's say you get uh, letter after letter or, or Facebook message and groups going crazy talking about you know like we want you to do this, whereas you might know in your hearts of hearts and you know like this might be the best option. Like, how do you divide that and how do you how are you going to try to come up with that you know defining line? Yeah, luckily I don't have very many contributors that I have to stay accountable to. <laughs> No party. Remember? There you go. Um, why were you guys talking about the fact that you didn't get an invite to my party? No, no, no. I said no, <laughs> but, but we didn't. Oh, no political no party. No political party. I was like, there was no, no party either, though. But we no. didn't get invited. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah. So that being said, I'm not. I'm accountable to the residents of Timmins. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a fine line, but like I said. From the beginning, I felt like I could do the job. Mm-hmm. I don't think everyone can do the job. Everyone has an opinion. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, there was, you know, it did come into play that mm-hmm. I have a certain level of expertise and, mm-hmm. and qualifications and background that would equip me to be able to make these mm-hmm. kind of decisions. Um, and it's really that, you know, <laughs> like, so I would lean more towards the trustee. Trusteeship. Yeah. So, um that's what we want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what yeah. we want to hear. I would have to say that because, well, I, you know and what? I'll, you say that, but this is definitely because of the result of this election. Because as you say, you know you could do the job, and there are some, not everybody can do the job. Clearly, we saw some uh, characters come out of the woodworks in, yeah. <laughs> in, in yeah. this election. Well, that was great. Where I would have been like, yeah, this person can't do the job <laughs> not to you know kick somebody when they're down but uh thankfully yeah we we avoided a bit of that it appears that all we have it, we have competent individuals around so. the council table and it's awesome and I, it all and you know you great. have to and you really have to try to kind of filter through that that cloud like you know what's what you're seeing first so when mm. you're looking at you know you're logging onto facebook and and you're reading the paper and stuff 
I mean, I did a master's of research and essentially I was taught how to do research, you know, not mm-hmm. kind of focused on one specific thing. It was just how to do research. And the first thing that you're taught is to just be critical, overly critical of everything, very skeptical of like, you know, who funded this, this study yeah. and who did this. So that's the approach I take to everything. You know, I kind of really just dig in and try to get as much as information and, you know, kind of where it's coming from and stuff like that. So I like to think that that's why well, people elected me. And so yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. Right. And, yeah. Well, anything from Ontario Proud, you can probably take that. That's good to go. There's <laughs> no right. bias of that one. Not at all. Let's go for it. Not at all. Yeah, we all, we all have. You shouldn't say things like that with that sort of level of sarcasm because some people don't know how to go. I know. Like, I know. See, they They're said like, it on Ontario Proud. Ontario Proud. Okay, awesome. that's yeah. not taking notes. I'm going to look that up. God. <laughs> I should just, there was actually an interesting thing on CBC about them. But anyways, regardless about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let you go for the next one, bud. <laughs> thanks thanks a away. lot, Jay. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate you giving me some time on this podcast to, <laughs> to voice my opinions and my my questions. Nice guy. No, That's so nice. <laughs> Very considerate. No, I'm. I, I guess like I, I would like to get some of your opinions and and discuss a little bit more about uh, where where you see quality of life issues going here in mm-hmm. Timmins because this kind of gets to the matter that we were talking about earlier. It seems a lot of people really. And, and this was reflected in the election, obviously, um, m- might have felt that we were getting away from essential services and starting to get maybe too much into the quality of life issues. And, or, and I think that when, when people get into quality of life, we, ha- like, we have to look at it from the point of view of this, in the end, is a, a bit of a long-term uh, vision on, on yeah. exactly it's a long-term investment and vision on retaining people and so on like you had talked about at the beginning of the, mm-hmm. the podcast so where do you see this like the city going with things like music festivals and um, uh, like multiplexes and things along those lines like what what what's your like not necessarily on the specific projects that are proposed and have happened but, but on but the where specific ones <laughs> no no I'm not, I don't necessarily mean Stars and Thunder and the and the Aquatic Center but I just mean like things along those lines that, that council has looked at and has uh, has been kind of moving forward with the design and, and considerations for well I mean where do I see it going? Like, I could only go based on what I've been feeling and hearing just, you know, with this new council, just in those very informal discussions that we're having, because sure. we're not actually debating any of these topics or discussing the topics yet. Um, but whenever it kind of does come up in passing, it seems like a very supportive council of these kind of initiatives. Okay. Um, you know, and we know, we know that certain, you know, new elected officials um, are completely against some of the projects that you guys mentioned, but they're not against these types of projects necessarily. So I think that, no, I have been quite encouraged actually. I wasn't sure what it was going to be like, you know, going into our our orientations and our trainings and things like that. And honestly, like really good dynamic in the group. Like we haven't gotten down to the nitty gritty yet, you know, so everyone's kind of, we're all still happy loving each other. It's encouraging It's a really good dynamic. I think it helps that there's so many of us that are new Mm-hmm. Yeah. that we're all there in the same boat having to learn yeah. the same thing from the mayor down right yeah. so and it's very like and we are learning that we're taking notes and asking all the questions it's really fun it's it's fun to see um yeah how everyone is has that same learning curve and we're all kind of <laughs> trying to trying to figure this out and learning the, the code of conduct and yeah and like the incumbents have been really really supportive and helpful and it's awesome it's been really fun, actually. I'm really excited yeah. to get started. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, and I you know. guys get started next week. 
right? Your first meeting? Is yeah. It, is uh, it well, the first meeting inauguration, or inauguration? Inauguration right. is so, next Tuesday. So inauguration just there's nothing happens but you you swear in or whatever. Yeah. And you're good to go. We meet up beforehand for headshots. There's going to be Couple the drinks. official photo, right? <laughs> Pass the platform. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, there's going to be the official council photo in the chambers just before the meeting. And then um, it's, I think it's, I, I, I'm, they explained it. It's quite lengthy because there's like, you know, the process for each, each new council member. Okay. Um, yeah, essentially it's just that. And then there's, a, it's going to be live streamed to oh, the yeah. Senator Hotel. And there's actually an event going on at Senator Hotel because we're limited on space in the council chamber. Mm-hmm. Council chambers. Yeah, yeah. Like I could only invite one guest and then mm-hmm. I could invite four other guests to come to the Senator Hotel and oh, kind nice. of be there for the two, small liberatory party two after. Two right. Years, so, so oh, did you guys receive your invitation? Podcast, yeah, Good, it yeah, made yeah. it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm excited for this to kind of get started and, and to see what, what's going on because I, I don't know, at one point I think a lot of people kind of suffered from political fatigue over the last term. Uh, I know at one point uh, I was watching council meetings every every week. I, I was legitimately very engaged and enjoyed it. What and else were you going to talk point, about on beer and bullshit? Well, that's that's a good point, and and to be that's that's how this podcast got started. I remember we I went for a run one day and I texted Jay and I told him, you know what, we should start a podcast. That'd be that'd be a great idea. And now, and here we are, thirty. People need to hear all of this like, good content that we're coming <laughs> up with. Yelling yeah. yeah. drunkenly. So something good did come of the last council. Then Absolutely. that's awesome. <laughs> Beer and bullshit Beer and came bullshit. out of the last council. A lot of good things came from that council. It's like thanks a lot, Steve Black. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I'm going to change that up now. What's that? I'm going to change that to somebody else now on council or the mayor. I used to always like pretend, you know, like. You would hear stuff. A lot of states like, "Oh, thanks a lot, Obama." And thanks, something wrong would happen. Yeah. So I always just said, and I, it's all I, Steve's told, fault. Yeah, "I told Steve right. about it all the time." Like I would say, "Oh, thanks a lot, Black." But now I gotta go with something else. Now, yeah, you'll have to give it a couple, well, couple meetings and yeah, see who's going to be the see. new. Yeah. Oh, geez, it's going to end up being me. Yeah. yeah, yeah thanks this, a lot. This is going to be funny. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be looking back on this in like two years from now. We're going to be going, yeah, who'd have known we would end up as political adversaries <laughs> just talking shit about that ball on council. No, you, I'm you know coming what? back in two years. I, I feel like to some extent it's going to be a bit of a letdown on that front because the way that you're talking about how everybody's so new and, and nobody, or at least it appears to be, that nobody seems to be wanting to engage in this kind of bitter political fight back and forth, you know, one... Wow one camp versus the other right and uh and you know in, <laughs> so in some ways i'm a little bit i'm a little bit bummed about that because here you know, that everybody's we're getting gonna along. be getting along holding hands and <laughs> no fights on the playground hymns. Yeah. no but i mean it's hey it's yeah sure like yeah. i said we haven't actually please we haven't actually been allowed let's say to to really get into it um no there's been a couple you know what the problem with timmons is or what about the seniors that have kind of just that have come up come up and then just been okay it's you know we're we're not actually discussing that right now so oh really like that it's it's come up in discussion with with, uh with with some individuals who were elected like counselors wow so um all right well maybe we will see some uh i'm telling you we're all ready to get going (laughs) no I, and, and you know what? I think uh, heated debate's important. Uh, we've said that on the podcast, too, even with the dynamic that went on within uh, some of the counselors. Oh, you're going to go... Uh, uh, well, she looked at me. Yeah. And I think, 
<laughs> All right, Jay's going to go get us a refill. This is a very informal podcast, okay. by the way. So, I mean, if you need <laughs> to use great. the washroom, if you need to go do anything, okay. uh, there, there's really no... You've got, uh, like, a black screen that you put up or something? No, or no, no we just keep right. talking. <laughs> This would happen all the time. I'm wondering, though, like, do I keep talking about what we were just talking about without Jay being here? That's or exactly we, what we, we do. The and then we come back, and so. then I told Jay, right. okay, sh- you better shut your... <laughs> all right, so he's back. No, Anyways. um... <laughs> yeah, we're all, we're all getting along, but like I said, we haven't really... You know, we haven't gotten into it, but in those times where it did seem like we could have gotten into it, you know, a discussion, mm-hmm. um, again, it's just time and a place we're learning yeah and often you know we end up finding out more information that okay it kind of answers that you know oh, yeah. It's, yeah we're all just learning so right? everything so. seems it, it, and you know what the, this is it might end up being a letdown because i i don't know like i'm i clearly he just never been involved in fighting no no but i've, I've clearly I, i've on. clearly been uh not been involved in municipal politics in the sense that like i've never run for office or anything like that don't never had a peek behind the curtain so the idea of like people, this idea that you know you're gonna ask a question and everybody's gonna have an opinion and then somebody's just gonna come and go like, yeah, actually, guys, like this is not really how this works, right? Or you can't do that because A, B, and C. It to me kind of like subverts the whole idea. Like, why would people be yelling at each other on TV then? Well, <laughs> right? and that's <laughs> there's one just thing like a legitimate reason why you can't do stuff that we are learning, and it's you know the the, the returning counselors have been advising us to make sure that you do your do your homework beforehand, that you're mm. doing you know doing the reading, that you're asking the questions beforehand from your different department heads, so that when it actually does come to the council table. We're not asking those questions that can't go anywhere that night because they don't have the information yeah. with them or something yeah. like that, yeah. you know? We've done it all. And if we're asking those questions, it's because we feel like other people are asking those questions, right? Have those questions in mind. Even yeah. though, you know, I might have found the answer by kind of going to the right department head, I'm still going to bring it up around the council table so that everyone else could kind of hear the question and answer as well. Gotcha. Um, but doing that work ahead of time so that when we're sitting around the council table, that's not where it's happening. It's a productive that's not how evening. these kind of meetings not are meant to go. Yeah. And, right? and, and you make a good point there. This idea because i think that that's a big thing that people have been clamoring for right is transparency accountability all that kind of stuff so if you're not asking questions at a televised council meeting because you've already asked those questions beforehand Mm -hmm. and they've they've been answered to the point where like okay it's pointless for me to kind of continue with this but you still have to ask those questions while you're on tv because people want to know that you have asked this and, mm-hmm. and they, people need to hear the answer from the department head if to not, say that you can't do something. The question right? will be asked the very next day in the newspaper <laughs> on Facebook and it'll be the headline, it'll yeah. be why and you know, but we'll have already had found the answer or something so you want to make sure to verbalize that. Sorry, I'm just I'm thinking of certain things. You're looking forward to the uh, media coverage no, of this no. council, aren't you? Because when you said it'll be the first thing in a headline in the paper or on Facebook, and I'm just like, oh, all the headlines and things that have come through. <laughs> like, I don't know how many, how many times where it's like aquatic center debate turns to heated yeah. discussion and blah, blah, blah. Turns like, into a hot tub. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Nice. That's nice. good. That's I'm good. happy you said that. Uh, I hope there's some of that quick wit around uh, <laughs> council table, too. Well, I don't know how many people know this. I think you guys know this. I've dabbled in amateur stand-up comedy. Uh, no. I think I, I, think I knew you that. Didn't know I that. didn't know that. I'm pretty sure I That's awesome. That. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. So I've done that. 
Um, so clearly and you I'm will gonna be a great to, politician. I'm going to have to remind myself, you know, that there's a time and a place. And just because I have a microphone in front of me doesn't mean I have to make a joke. Yeah. Well, feel free to make as many jokes as you want. This is going to be my outlet. I'm just going to keep coming on here and bullshit. <laughs> that sounds good. We, we could have you as a regular guest. Absolutely. And we'll call you friend of the show. <laughs> there you go. A friend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've had some other comedians or... Uh, one other quote unquote comedian. <laughs> yeah, quote Adam McIver. Adam McIver. Oh, we had McKay come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah Adam McKay too. came yeah. on. Yeah. Talk to that guy. <laughs> 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 you talked to that guy. <laughs> yeah, he had a good, uh, we had a good podcast with him. He beats me fun. to everything, though. He beats you to everything? <laughs> what? Appearance, I'm hearing bullshit. Oh, there you go. And what else? Stand up comedy. Clearly not being, being on council. So not being on council. Yeah, there you right, go. Actually. Eat it, McKay. Take that, Adam. <laughs> Love you. Um, <laughs> should we get some more uh, provincial stuff? Should we? Should we yeah, shift? I want to hear your your take on on some of our provincial yeah. politics here, because uh, I I feel like we need to get to know our our new council. Won't, like starting off with Michelle tonight, but like one by one, getting we should we, we should get them all in here so we can understand their politics. <laughs> That's uh, <That'd> be awesome. <laughs> good idea. Okay, yeah, <laughs> a lot of action at the provincial level right now. There you go. Well, I guess I know something. You're probably a little. Uh, uh, passionate about was uh, the recent announcement by the uh, Ford government on uh, kind of the cutting of the uh, francophone commissioner mm-hmm. and that whole aspect. Uh, mm-hmm. We went back in time to like, yeah, you uh, know, the 19th century. I guess <laughs> taking about <laughs> taking human. What was your away? first your first thought on that when it first happened? Uh, the French University, French language Fr- university, French university, university, the French and commissioner, commissioner, whichever. I was. Yeah, I was a little. I was upset. <laughs> I was. I was very upset, um, especially in terms of the commissioner's position for the French yeah. language services, because I mean that's crucial in ensuring that we're continuing to offer French language services. Because it's easy to say that you are, but then to not actually, right? Yeah. And so that person was holding Ontario accountable. Um, so I think that's really important. The French University, I must say, like I'm not surprised because the week prior they had made announcements of cuts to you know, different college um, initiatives. They wanted new campuses that in the kind of GTA area. So mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised, but I was quite upset because, I mean, this was a long, long time coming. You know, this is something that Franco Ontarians have been working on for a very long time. And, you know, it was still just a project. So yeah. to completely cut it like that, there wasn't actually any dollars associated to it quite yet. So I feel like it was mm-hmm. preemptive. Mm-hmm. Um, More you know, symbolic than anything? It's totally. You know, they're, they're saying they're all about finding efficiencies, but where's the efficiency in that? Yep. Essentially, yep. It's, it was very symbolic. Um, but that being said, I you know, I don't... <sighs> It's hard. <laughs> Full disclosure: I work for uh, a uh, government-funded right. organization, yeah. Yeah. and I, you know, I have to. But yeah, I mean, the Minister of Training, Colleges, and Universities had just made the announcement for the Karaj Bahia campus in Toronto. Um, Is that still a go? That's still a go. That's go. in the distillery district, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but that was also a long time coming. So mm-hmm. I just wonder, I mean, that one already had dollars associated. So I mm-hmm. wonder if that kind of, you know, allowed it to played into the decision yeah. or not. It's just unfortunate because we have French language schools, uh, French language colleges, no French language universities. And I mean, I know personally, having gone to university in French and completed, well, I mean, 60% had to be in French to get, to, you know, sure. the French to, yeah. diploma, but it was probably more than that, much more than that. I ended up doing a minor in French. Um, 
it's like that is what prepared me to work professionally mm. in French. Clear, you know? Yeah, hundred yep. percent. Before going to university, I went to been able to work at the same mm. you know level, the same capacity yeah. as I had after university. So that French language mm. university degree, like post secondary you know study, was very important, and especially in this global world, like. Yeah. You know, we could say that we're bilingual coming out of high school, but there's no way that you could actually sit around a business table, an international business table, and start doing negotiations with someone from French-speaking Africa or someone mm -hmm. from France, no. right? It takes yep. that level of yep. education. And I came out of university completely bilingual, able to write. Well, I mean, I continued my master's, you know, I wrote my whole master's dissertation, 130 pages in English. <laughs> so yeah. I'm still able to do that. I'm still just as good in both, yeah. you know, languages. Yeah. So it's really unfortunate that we're kind of, we're just stifling those opportunities for but our Franco-Ontarian youth. See, that this is, and, and again, just as somebody who's got a, a fair level of ignorance when it comes to this topic, uh, so I'm ignorant on this. Let uh, me speak about it then. Let me, let me speak Smart. about it. No, no, no. It's more questions, right? It's, it's, <laughs> what it's, are it's podcasts for? Questions, right? <laughs> <laughs> These are discussions, right? Unedited discussions. Um, but that that idea, the fact that there are still French language programs available at multiple universities, right? Yeah. Like, I I question the need and the the idea of wanting to sort of self segregate. It's the governance model. It's okay. what happens is when you've got a bilingual university um, and most of your students are studying in English, mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to justify putting the money towards English programs, hiring English-speaking faculty to deliver those programs, um, to build up the facilities for those programs than it is for French language programs when you've got half the number of students or less in those classes, right? So again, I experienced it that by my third and fourth year of university when class sizes were much, much smaller, mm -hmm. my options in terms of French classes offered in French were much, much more, limited. more limited because they invest less right. in those the French programming because sure. it's not as uh, profitable, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But it can be, and that's one thing where I really feel like the Ford government, they, you know, I shouldn't say this on radio, <laughs> you can't say you but I love that the P represents progressive, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, They've walked away from that. Yeah, but uh, I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, I, I was, it was bringing me to immigration because everything comes back to immigration. Yeah. <laughs> but... We, like, in, again, working for Collège Barrial, we're all over, you know, central, southwestern Ontario. Well, I was going to say Windsor. I wasn't, I've been to Windsor for last year, and that campus has grown like crazy, and it's a huge... It became a campus yeah, in the it, last yes, couple of years. And it like, wasn't before. And they have so many people from French-speaking Africa yes. who are in, in uh, Windsor now. Yes. And it's, it's great. And, like, that's an investment. You, you build that. You make those programs. You get those teachers there. You have people coming all the time. So those people now rent empty rooms out of there. They now spend in the local the yeah. local area. Like yeah. Just yeah. The think of the international it's students huge. that we could bring in if we had and university the, level programs. And in how much French. more do international students pay to to take uh, schooling here? They take yeah. a lot more. So that's a lot more money coming in, and that's outside dollars. So the thing is, when someone brings over, let's say someone from France or, or wherever, they're bringing euros in, and 
and mm, spend, and they, they pay their their tuition. They have to buy Canadian currency, which actually helps the economy across the board. They have to spend, and within our province, mm. that is an influx, and that's actually an export. So that so counts as an export product is to bring anyone into your country for tourism. That's yeah. an export tourism product. Tourism no, is an I, I underutilized industry, essentially, yeah. to me. underdeveloped, underutilized industry yeah. in Canada, and that's one thing that you know we're a bilingual country. There aren't many. It's one thing that when you travel, people are impressed by the fact that. You know, and I've been asked, okay, but what's the official language? It's like, no, we have two. We have two. <laughs> yeah, know? we have two. Exactly. So it just makes it that much more appealing in terms of a place to travel to. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. cool. There's a bunch of different culture there. But, uh, so so it sounds to me like just from the explanations you've given that, that the argument for French language university is really an argument more towards, like, for immigration, right? Is, is to, uh, and it, which ultimately ends up being an economic argument. Yeah. Well, it's also to train your people. I would argue, sorry, I'm not going to steal your question, but I would argue. But I am. Uh, I would <laughs> argue away, that, anyway, that you are you are helping individuals, like she was saying. But it is also an export product that you yeah. can bring people into oh, okay. to, to spend it's money kind of here. A twofold. Yeah. Thing there right? is yeah. a French-speaking population in Ontario, yeah. <laughs> you know? especially yeah. Northern Ontario. And I think uh, that uh, a certain government has kind of unfortunately alienated himself. From yeah, the they've, and they've lost sight of that because a that that's one thing that's true. It's very, very, very difficult for uh, the French-speaking population up here in Northern Ontario to get French services and I, I want to say French services that uh, where people are communicating in French because there's a big difference between somebody who can speak French and somebody who can communicate yeah. in mm. French, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea that y- you know you've got language like you you have the the high school level language and and you can interpret what somebody's telling you yeah. and you can communicate certain essential services, but in in certain positions, like I I find technical it, terms, right? yeah, and not not even just technical terms, like the idea. Uh, that I'm going to go see a doctor or a specialist or somebody who's going to speak to me in French, but it like not oh, that I'm not going to be able to communicate. The perfect with that person, anecdote for right? that. Okay, so I've had someone that's told me this story. It was in campus casing, and um, apparently there was her husband was a paramedic. He had learned French as a second language, but was fluent in French. Spoke yeah. very good French, um, and, and that was one of the main reasons why he did so well in his career as a paramedic. Uh, especially in caps casing. So mm-hmm. he went to go pick up someone, an older woman or something, and she starts telling him, uh, j'ai mal au car. Yeah. Okay, so French expression, you know what it means, yeah. you know what it means. It actually means like, I have heartburn, yeah. right? Like indigestion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he interpreted it as, my Her heart, heart hurts. hurts. J'ai mal au car. Oh, yeah, Even, he spoke very good French. Yeah. He understood it, but it was the expressionism yeah. behind it, yeah. right? Yeah. It's that, it's... And that's, and that's the thing where... It, that, that's a perfect example, right? It's the idea that somebody can can understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, but doesn't understand what you're saying. And had had that person studied bilingually, mm-hmm. I'm sure at some point in one of their classes, they would have been told that, you know, in French, if someone says mal au car, it doesn't actually mean that it's their heart. It's that, you know, it's something they ate. Yeah. Right? And, I think, so. and I think a lot of it, too, comes down to the meeting people. Right, like yeah. if, if you can have like northern Northern Ontario French people going to study in the same university as people who are who are speaking French from French speaking Africa, I tell right? you, my like, first there's year there's going to be a lot of. I was shocked. Uh, yeah. I was shocked. Right, my first year of university, I'm taking all French classes. I my whole schooling was in French. Mm-hmm. 
and I couldn't understand my profs. <laughs> they had ac- accents from all over the world because they were from different parts yeah. of Africa and from yeah. Haiti, and right? And so, like, my first year was essentially just, like, tuning my ear to the different French accents that I had never been exposed to before because I like, grew up in northern Ontario, yeah. you know? And we always think that, oh, yeah, the French are, you know, they're living in the bush and they're the lumberjacks and you know what? Like, there's, there, there's not that many left of them. But then we have to remember that there are new Canadians that are establishing themselves mm-hmm. in Ontario because they could have access to French language exactly, services, yeah. right? Yeah. And so. we're always used to the, you know, the, the proper French accents, like the Erst accent, <laughs> the Gap accent, the Matisse. Those are the right <laughs> accents, <laughs> right? Exactly. Clearly. What do they call it? The Queen's French? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those French royalists. <laughs> Wasn't it you that had a, a, a story about that before? About this idea that uh, we were going to have... Uh, uh, that th- You had a class. Oh, He's saying bye. The owner's oh, saying hi. Bye. Are you saying bye? Bye, I think so. Thanks a lot for having us, John. <laughs> I shouldn't speak that loud into the mic. But didn't you, <laughs> didn't you have... Uh, you, you had a story about that from, from school where like somebody spoke with, <laughs> with... Was it a British accent? And yes. Somebody asked. Yeah, no, no, it was a, it was, it was a presentation. It was, it was an undergrad, and there was multiple groups set up, and we, and I actually, there was a, an a, an RA or T, a TA who was helping the teacher um, mark the presentations. Mm. So, and oh, I had, I was in the same class or for other classes, but for some reason, like this was, I took like a, a second year class, my fourth year, just to fill some credits. Oh, those are the best. Oh yeah, these, first year classes just, and fourth year, yeah, you a just classes glide all the right way. through it, and. Uh, <laughs> The one groups, there's one group that's all uh, international students from you know, India and whatnot, and another one that was uh, actually almost all international students from China. Then uh, uh, there was my groups that were all essentially, they, I think they were all from the Windsor Essex County except myself. And then the next group was uh, a bunch of. It's uh, like he studied engineering or something, eh? <laughs> Windsor Essex County? What? Sorry, carry, carry on. And then the other group was uh, <laughs> international students, but like one was from Sweden. One was from England, one was from Australia, one was from New Zealand, and I think one was a Swede. And from Sweden. Sweden. I guess I can say the country. Sweden. I like that. Well, I don't know. They and were, one was a Swede. They were a Swede. I don't know if they were exactly from Sweden. Uh, they could have been somewhere else. Uh, they just told me yeah. they were Swedish. A Swedish I didn't colony, know. maybe. Might, I didn't ask. <laughs> hey, Does they Sweden might have, been have any colonies? I don't know. <laughs> no. Sorry. No. Okay. Probably at one time. Uh, but uh, it, they present, and uh, <laughs> this TA, God bless her heart, She's like, you know what? That was a very good press, and they were right after the group that were all from, uh, from from India and what, and like probably surrounding area, the the subcontinent, and <laughs> they. Uh, that's what that's what it is. Okay, it was pretty proper. I was politically that's correct. A, no, no, no. Uh, I'm just still laughing about Jay studying engineering. <laughs> no, yeah, that is not that is not what I did. Uh, so they were. Uh, uh, so they present afterwards, and she's like, "You know what? That was really good, guys. You guys all like you guys present very well. You all spoke very good English. Good job." <laughs> and the English guy, he was like behind somebody, and he leans over like past them. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. There was me and like two or three other people in the back. We were crying, and like we're like, "How would you say that?" Like, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> the Australian, the, the Kiwi, the this Eng- is a joke. All the no, they were one hundred percent correct, and they literally said like they spoke like they ha- they speak the the one spoke the Queen's English, and it's like oh, it was great, it was great. I couldn't stop laughing. Oh 
my god yeah. yes language barriers mm, yeah just kind of highlights right like how it's important to communicate rather than just just speaking right it's a it's it's very what important. is it like five percent of communication is verbal yeah yeah like yeah. yeah exactly yeah so all those mannerisms that french northern ontario coming back are, to the fact that i'm newly elected to council that's one thing that i'm really gonna have to keep in check right <laughs> it's like your the body language rolling your eyes when you're, you're like, not in agreement Ugh. with something <laughs> Hey, watch out. I'm going to ask you guys to play a poker game in a couple months. I'm totally going to win. I'm going to perfect my poker face after this. Oh, no, that's good. But yeah. I, I, like, what else is going on at the provincial level? I know that there's... Um, well, I would say that the news that's actually in 15 that, minutes one, right? will be actually there'll be a, a meeting in 15 minutes, which will be very interesting. Would oh, be the yeah, Unifor and GM meeting that's uh, going to be happening right. next year. Too. So I heard that this morning. Yeah, mm. so that's pretty great. The, the cutting of GM plant in or Oshawa. Was it officially officially announced? Because this morning yeah. on the radio, it was still just kind of rumors that had leaked. It seems like it's, no, it's closing, especially it's uh, like it's yeah. it's a done deal, but yeah. it hadn't actually officially come from GM yet. Because yeah, they had the argument in uh, or the debate in the uh, legislature today. In mm. Horvat, I gotta say, if you watch Horvat's debate with uh, Ford, she was. On point. She's good. She's Never awesome. seen a government yeah. roll over like this. <laughs> She's going on. So and like, Ford's like, what are you talking about? Like, his argument was like, I already spoke to him. There's nothing we can do. Sorry. And sit down. It's like, <laughs> holy shit. And I, this is not a question. We're just going to talk about this now. Yeah. Now, now we're just arguing. Yeah. The thing I can't stand about this is, uh, is when you look at often people who are lower lower seat conservatives you know they're all about like they're, they're never for usual uh uh social and personal welfare it's the idea is like you know what you should be able to stand on your own feet uh it's it's you know like you, hard work gets you out of this blah 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 but it always seems like they're kind of okay with social welfare or cor- Cor- sorry corporate welfare and we have you know the the government that did give a huge bailout to gm in 09 or 08 or whatever it was was a conservative government mm. who decided to, to partake in corporate welfare. And, you know, six years later, Ten. oh, sorry, goodbye. Like, that is nuts. And, and it's like, oh, nothing we can do about it. See you later. And it's like, Especially yeah. since they just made the announcement on, you know, the changes to um, Ontario Works. Well, uh, yeah. 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 Social services and whatnot. Social services, exactly. Yeah. Right. And the whole, like, the key message behind all of that was get people in jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and how many people are going to be affected by yeah. this now? Over 30,000 jobs. Yeah. So it's 2,900 29, uh, unionized workforce. Okay. There's over 300 ununionized workforce there. But the spin-off jobs in the area is 29,000 from parts manufacturing. 29,000. Mm, that's crazy. So that is the over 30,000 effective jobs, which are going to be decent paying jobs gone. Okay. So my, my question is, and again, just kind of playing devil's advocate on this because I agree with you that this is going to be devastating to to Oshawa. It's going to be terrible. But, like, is this not a little bit the inevitable march of progress? Well, I mean, yeah. It was, it's a truck, <laughs> like truck manufacturing plant. Yeah, and, and the, the, from, like, listening to CBC today, they were talking about how the vehicles they make there are just not the vehicles that... That's what that are GM part said. of GM's strategy. Yeah, so they want to go towards hybrid and yeah. electric. So how much is it going to cost them to retool a factory or make a new ta- factory in Mexico, which they, they will for these yeah. new products? How much would it cost to retool that, pr- that yeah. factory? Yeah. And would that, 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 have, would that have covered the $3.5 billion the federal government wrote off in bad debt last year yeah. to GM saying, don't worry about it, you don't have to pay this yeah, now. Yeah. No, so could that have mm-hmm. paid for that retooling? The money that we let them save and not have to pay back, mm-hmm. could that pay for that retooling? I would argue, 
probably a billion dollars to one factory okay, so to retool the factory. So what do they do? So so what does the government do alternately? I, I, it nationalizes GM. I I, I, argue, I argued takes like, control. I was debating this one argument with with John. I say honestly, like, hey, if you want if you want to go capitalist economy, then all right, we you you have a national boycott to, to one product, and or sure. you do a a government funded subsidy. To to any any purchaser, if they want to buy a vehicle mm. that is fabricated in Canada, mm. this way. Okay, you sorry, have, explain that to me. So, if you want to go buy, so in Canada, there's only so many cars made. There's like the Honda Civic, the Nissan Quest, or something. Uh, I think there's. I think that's whatever a thing. That is. That's a thing. <laughs> the, the van, the Nissan van, whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> Uh, sounds like a D&D uh, bun- game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of uh, Chryslers. Chrysler's still solid here. I believe the F-150 might still be made here. And a, and a few other ones. So, like, let's say, all right, you know what? You purchase one of these manufactured right, in Canada. Like, like a contracting company or yeah, something. Your sure. fleet's Canadian-made. Oh, no, even you, you get as a person. Oh, personal, you you get to cool. put in for a, let's say, a five, $500, $1,000 uh, you know, rebate. On that, from the government, on that. So guess Look what? Look at him so, putting that MBA to you. Say. So instead of giving money, and actually, John John Blanche <laughs> came up part of that idea. Oh, okay. so, uh, credit where credit is due. Yeah. But no, we are arguing okay. about. Uh, you so know, it's a bit of a punishment. Uh, not a punishment. It's an incentive, incentive yeah, for yeah. companies. Because if guess what? If if you can have your Honda <laughs> Civic national. that you sell for seventeen thousand dollars, and a thousand dollars is going to be rebated to the com- to the to the buyer, they're like, guess what? Hey. Buy this Honda Civic. You'll get a. Th- it says seventeen thousand dollars. You're getting it for sixteen. Yeah. So they're like, yeah. hey, guess what? We, our cars that are manufactured here might sell better. Yeah. So guess what? They might be more willing to build here. Yeah. And then the only other aspect would be to, if you nationalize those, uh, those uh, uh, processing plants and make them into, what I don't know. Build new start tanks. Soviet cars. Buy, build new, build new tanks <laughs> build for the government. I don't know. You know, there's a new upcoming Jesus cannabis Christ industry. That. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. New upcoming ah, cannabis there you go. Um, I wonder how much of that had to do with the whole. What is it now? The U.S. NAFTA MCA. Treaty, yeah. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, the Bullshit. new NAFTA. Yeah, new whatever. NAFTA. Yeah. It, it'll never be as catchy as NAFTA or something. It'll, it'll be right back to NAFTA. Whatever. I guarantee yeah. in two years it'll be right back to NAFTA. Yeah. I wonder, though, how yeah. much it had to do with that. I mean, I didn't follow that. They say it didn't. They so, say it had yeah. nothing to do with that. But oh. it's. But they're arguing that there's a chance that they're going to be tariffing uh, vehicles that are going to come from Mexico much higher. Because if, if they're going to be de- from new plans that are going to be built there, all right, well, uh, the, mm. the government will just tariff them a hell of a lot higher. Screw it. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess makes sense. And I, I don't know. Like, it, it's, hard, it's hard to kind of look at this and say, I guess there are measures that, that governments can take kind of short term. If you look at this completely long term, like in, in the end, people are going to be are going to start buying less vehicles, different vehicles, whatever they do buy. They're, they're going to be buying more electric, more uh Hybrid, more self-driving, <laughs> you know that those exactly, yeah. Those are, uh, we, we hope that's going to be the case, but ultimately, that's that seems to be where we're kind of marching towards. Not necessarily at the rate that everybody would hope, but that's that's it, right? It, and as long as businesses are private, they're going to do what's in the interest of yeah. of the corporation. But should you right? be asking for corporate welfare? No, no. You're, That's you're, well, the if, question, if it's private, yeah. you, hey, guess what? Then government does not bail you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, and we can argue the same thing when it comes of, to uh, Bombardier. They yeah, have yeah, gotten yeah. billions and billions of dollars over the last couple decades. But a lot of people were against bailouts, though. The thing is, is that like bailouts are kind of twofold, right? Like in, was it 09 we bailed out uh, yeah. GM? Okay. So... The Harper government bails out GM in 09, 
and to the tune of it was insane. thirteen billion. Was it? It was the largest. One, I heard this on the radio today. Largest uh, line expenditure in Canadian history after the Second World War. Oh wow, that's insane! Mm. Like fun fact. So basically, um, that like you bail out the auto industry, but the question was at that point, and the reality of it was okay. The states bailed out their their auto industry. Yep. Canada lets the auto industry go bust, right? Yep. It says, fuck it. We're not giving you guys any money. You guys are like, uh, that's it. You yep. live by the sword, die by the sword, right? This, the company, the companies go bankrupt and all of those jobs go away. Now, like in, especially in 09, with the economy the way it was, that basically flatlines everything. Right, like now, suddenly your your country's in a very very shitty position, yep. very high unemployment. You know, like what? So, so what? So what's you the, say you sh- you have to do it because you have to compete with the states. That's what you're saying, right? Well, I, I see. I I I don't know. Like maybe like what's the alternative? I well, would say that ahead. it's. A, I am the guest on this. Show. No, yeah, no, 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 please speak. You know what? Fine. No, I would say. No. Okay, turn your mic off for a second. No. <laughs> No, but uh, you make a good point in the fact, like, it's it's almost warranted. And it, it would depend on what the cause of the economic downturn was. And often it is a result of government decision-making, mm-hmm. you know, and policy-making. And so I'd say if that was the case, that, you know, policy was put in place and then you ended up seeing, you know, the economy either stagnate or mm-hmm. kind of regress, then a bailout might be warranted, right? Because... It's, mm-hmm. but so my only argument with that or against that and against you so <laughs> uh, would be so when it comes to we are saying uh, uh, bailing out uh, you know uh, GM because of government decisions that made this problem let's be honest 08 no. GM over yeah. many years built the worst product possible and actually put themselves on a problem they put themselves in debt and yep. put them in a position where they were no longer able to fund mm-hmm. that debt so they were had to get bailed out for, for their poor <laughs> decision making but when you're saying, you know, like, uh, you have to make a decision because guess what? If we don't do it, they're going to go to states. We're not going to have that opportunity. But this current, this, you're, we're comparing apples and oranges here. This current issue, they're not looking to be bailed out. They're not looking. They're making a business decision yeah. and deciding to shift production from one area to another mm-hmm. for economic reasons, which, you know, earlier when they had economic problems for their for their decision making problems they looked at at the government for help which we gave them yeah. x amount yeah it was x amount less in states but there was also x amount less built here so but so we build them on that but then they turn around and let's literally to like what a year after their agreement say they would stay in here for x amount of years they say all right we're out now we're moving. We, 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 yeah. we we fulfilled our contract mm. you also gave us not only 13 million dollar bailout bailout you also wrote off three and a half billion which would be i think you'd argue that you're coming up to 16 17 billion dollars in bailout at that point mm. so you know you're adding that i would add that on because it's stuff you don't have to pay for anymore you, yeah. you receive the money and never have to give it back i would say you kind of doubled <laughs> up on that so, so is so, the question so so is the alternative then that the bailout comes with more strings attached I would like say, basically, I would with, with more else. obligations. Yes. No. Well, then, then I mean, I, I don't think I have a disagreement with that. I feel like the 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 bail like the bailout in and of itself had to happen at the time that it that yeah. it did happen, or else there would have been a shit ton of people lose yeah. their jobs in the in really bad economic times, throws into a depression, right? Whereas 
I've been thrown to depressions often now. <laughs> Very often. Just listening to... Listen, <laughs> re-listening to these podcasts, going like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe I asked Charlie Angus what, kind of, what size of pants he wears. <laughs> Did uh, you actually? Not no. Even, no. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Which... We should have. It would have been hilarious. It would have been great. He would have answered. So he's Charlie. a pretty skinny guy, though. I'm yeah. going to say that's, that's yeah. going to be like a 29 waist for sure. <laughs> Keeps you know, himself they, fit. They were 32s, but I scratched off the two and wrote 31 in. <laughs> okay. No, Seinfeld's not right. <laughs> no. no I don't remember, remember that one. Oh. I like Seinfeld, but I don't remember Season that. Season seven, sorry. But so, so basically, that had, to, the, that had to happen at that time. Uh, but your argument is that... At that time, there should have been more done to ensure that these companies felt an obligation to the country. Yeah, but that's past. What do we do now? That's the thing. What do we do Good now? Good question. We have, they have now essentially just Guessed. told us to fluff off. And what, what do they do now? Yeah. What do we do what, now? Yeah. What does Timmins do? I'm just happy that we don't HGS have any vehicle manufacturing companies in Timmins. <laughs> hey, what, what if HGS decides to just, fuck just off? Get no, let's put it this way. What if Timmins decide to give a bunch of financial... Uh, help to a a gold corp or or, or a yeah. kid and maybe don't answer that because you might not want to get into the answer but no i wasn't going to we say a local a, a large local we, we give them financial help and within x amount of years later they say guess what we're leaving and even though it's you know tough. like it's, it's it's tough because as soon as you give them some help you start to it's like you're blurring the lines between private and public yeah. right but mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's still a public company it's still public interests which is uh, private interests sorry mm-hmm. um, yeah that's what's tough is that this whole bailout business yeah. ends up kind of blurring that well, line it's also tough because the fucking hole is here <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they're going to move to Jay uh, Mexico <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm sure they have whatever sure whatever ore we get here now. I don't know. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> I just Anyways, I just don't know what we what we should do. And I honestly like I would personally argue. You know, Jay, I don't think you have to do anything. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. <laughs> personally, I think you'll be all right. I would argue though that uh, honestly it would be, it would be a boycott of that product. And I and mm. you know yep. it sucks for and even when it comes to that point. <laughs> yeah. He when wants it comes, a new truck. Is that, is that what he drives too? But like, oh, say, lo- be even local uh, dealership owners and yeah. local uh, yeah. salesmen, yeah, yeah. it's like now well, we're going we're gonna to boycott mm-hmm. that. But that's a fair amount of people across the yeah. province. Not even, yeah. and you know, that's who you should have had on the show tonight. The go. owner of the GM <laughs> dealership in town. Oh, that, right, let's but that's rough. Let's go over there. Yeah. That'd be too rough. Soon, ass, too like soon. someone who has no control in it, that'd be tough. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. true. And and it, and you're right in saying. Like when people, let's say we were to organize a boycott because GM didn't live up to their obligation or the spirit of the right? obligation. Yeah, the spirit of the obligation. Then you are affecting the people who still remain, who still rely on on GM, who have no control over this yeah. stuff. Right? It's it's so like the economy is so intertwined that it's 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 very difficult to to say we're gonna hit it with this blunt item and like make it better. Right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. In in that spirit, is it uh, you know? Are we right to to sit here and act as though that decision ultimately was wrong? Maybe it's it ends up being the right thing on fucking climate change, and uh, you know they they made the right decision because now they can focus more production on I know. on and renewable. That's a great right? point. But is that argument? But did that? <laughs> Thank you, you know very what? much. You're nice right. to have somebody on this podcast who appreciates. You know what? It's great the that somebody. The little granola part of me was, really appreciated that comment. You know, I'm happy someone supporting your your your, your argument. I was completely wrong. Uh, 
No, but like, and I don't disagree with that. It's absolutely like, yeah. is this the right move if they do with the largest car manufacturer size to shift? Actually, now they're second. Now the Toyota beat them out, or are they still beat? Because they did get beat at one point. But anyways, they make a better car though. <laughs> what Toyota does? <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. But would let's say first or second largest uh, manufacturer, uh, them shifting towards that that aspect, that's not a like no one could argue with that at all. And yeah, and that's something that has to be done. But let's could see they it. have retooled the Tim, uh, yeah. the uh, the Ontario plant to do that? And could that's one thing that? is that now I do expect to see it. I hope it wasn't just something that they said to soften the blow, right? Because yeah. Yeah. anything that's eco friendly nowadays is just a good sell, right? So I hope that it wasn't. Well, we want to focus on our hybrid cars and our electric cars, just for the sake of kind of, you know, appeasing yeah. everyone. Yeah. And I guarantee you, I want to that's see what it. they were doing. <laughs> you know? I, I would argue that's what they're doing because mm. and. I, I would like to see what the argument is of why they couldn't retool a plant here at a cost that would have been uh, roughly Because the it's same. in Ontario and we have a new premier. Mm, that could be it, yeah. Okay. And, but I, I think one of the things, um, like they had one guy on, on CBC Today talking about like what he does for his, or what he did for his job in that plant. And is like, I put bumpers on, like I work on the line, I put yeah. bumpers on cars. Like electric cars and hybrids still have bumpers. bumpers. Yeah. Like the vehicles still need to be assembled, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I, I do see the point. And I think this particular facility was also, uh, like they had classified it like a flex facility. It could be easily redesigned yeah. to, to build uh, new vehicles. And that's what everybody, all the workers were basically saying is that, we could build anything that they need in this yeah. in this place, but in the end, like it's it's I'm sure that facility is part of a larger strategic plan, and uh, and it's hard to kind of sit here and go like, yeah, it was a stupid move. Clearly, it's it feels like a stupid move to anybody who's who their job is impacted, and everybody should be there to support those people. But the the idea that this like the answers are the right answer is rarely a simple one so the, the idea that we're we're going to sit here and say yeah yeah they they had it all wrong they should have just retooled that well clearly they have a larger plan you would hope mm. you would hope yeah. <laughs> maybe they're just like Oshawa I never liked that place well honestly like I would argue CEO had a bad burrito or something I've had burrito. Have we played <laughs> no he just he just went to Oshawa uh, had a bad burrito or something it was like <laughs> Come on, gotta close it. Four doesn't eat burritos, <laughs> burgers, and nothing else. That's Come it. on, that's it. <laughs> that foreign food. <laughs> but like, I I would argue it's ethnic. Okay, ethnic. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would say the uh, uh, like, I would argue most of that stuff when it, when it shifted to Mexico is your look. It's the long term cost of you know em, uh, employee. Expenses. It's not well, going to be the, thing, the manufacturing aspect. It's going to be operation salaries as always. Yeah, salary benefits, and the more you want, and the stronger union you have, unfortunately, it, you become less competitive with other areas. They argue, you know, the 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 experience or the or the skill needed to get those positions are higher. So you there's mm-hmm. a trade off benefit, but unfortunately, most of these large companies really look at the bottom line, and they, and when you've been pumping out a arguably shit product for. <laughs> 50 years. Do you drive a, G- a GM? No, I do. No, not. you don't. You don't. <laughs> I was going to say that'd be awesome. Just like, fucking thing. Well, let's He's just see this stranded. as an opportunity for Oshawa to reinvent themselves. There, there you, you go. go. Oh, boy. That sounds so elitist coming from <laughs> Timmins, people sipping their fancy craft beer. 
Oh, man. Well, totally not, though, because as soon as the mine closes, we're, to- we're going to be having oh, the same yeah, conversation, right? Oh, yeah. What should we so do? Oh, we have do? to reinvite ourselves. We're, it's going to be the same That's a good same point. Comment. That's a good point. We Underground should. hydroponics. <laughs> yes. Yes. It Whoa, doesn't sound as bad. We have all these tunnels. <laughs> doesn't sound as criminal as you'd think, but it doesn't sound. <laughs> I was thinking you were growing like kale or something. I don't there know you what go. You guys ah, were thinking about why not? Sure. But yeah, um, hey, it's, it's legal. We're allowed to. <laughs> yeah. We have rounded the uh, hour and five minute mark, Oof. so we're uh, we're we're pushing on the. People are starting not to like us. Well, yeah. I, think, I, I think what we're <laughs> doing is pushing work. on the business hours of beer brewing. But uh, on a Monday night, yeah, on a Monday night. <laughs> Um, but I, I had one last question, and this was uh, related to the uh, just recently we, we had weed legalized in Canada. Mm. And there was some discussion in uh, during the election campaign. This was more brought up at the mayor's debate. Actually, I, I don't know if it was brought up or not it at the up. candidate's debate about dispensaries in, uh, in Timmins. Mm-hmm. Having uh, establishments like... I think municipalities are going to have the option of opting out of uh, storefronts. Mm-hmm. What's your position on this? Ooh. We definitely don't want to opt out. We definitely want, you know, it's 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 a retail, mm. right? It would be a retail space. It would be a new revenue generator for the city. It's an economic mm-hmm. opportunity for some local entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we want to have the shops here, right? I, I mean... How do you feel about people? They have an online shop and then get a poster. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like we would like to be able to see that in in Tim. It's like this. Like you said, it's legal. It's not, you know, it's it's legal now. So let's just jump on that bandwagon Mm -hmm. and let's just have some more shops open up. We've got a bunch of retail spaces that are empty right now. So I would hope that they could be, you know. Reopened I, uh, as a cannabis shop of some sort. Uh, definitely, I am definitely on the same page uh, as you as that uh, for that. Um, Especially because the economic impact of online online sales could be greatly diminished if we had local shops. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have less trucks on the road delivering this stuff. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. I and I think the the idea of revitalizing kind of a downtown with with that. And, and I think a lot of the uh, opposition that's, that's come to this has come from this idea of people having these nightmare scenarios of just stoners like all over the place in, in downtown Timmins. And, I've been and I in think a room full of stoners on pot. They're not scary. No, they're not scary <laughs> they're not people. And, scary. And I think people have these like nut, the these like zombie apocalypse hey, visions. There, there's like. a such thing as reefer madness. That's a term. <laughs> I've heard it before. <laughs> You've heard it. Before. I've heard it before. It's got to be real. <laughs> it was on a, a government video from the fifties. <laughs> no, but but uh, the, I I think that's what anybody who's who's opposing this uh, is is they're still buying into this idea that uh, you know it's it's more dangerous than what we're doing right now yeah (laughs) like and not you know one thing is by legalizing marijuana we didn't get rid of all of the other illicit drugs right so those are still they're still being you know what do you you make of the idea of this being the first domino that falls and then we're we're progressing towards like full legalization not and i'm not saying that they're gonna sell you know heroin online but that the the right, idea decriminalization of, of whatever yeah, drugs as well. and not not just decriminalization but the approach to how these things are handled right that addiction to let's say hard drugs like heroin be treated more as like uh, not a criminal justice problem but a a, a health problem like a public health yeah. problem right mm-hmm. 
Uh, I would argue that there is no precedent to show that that would happen by legalizing marijuana, mm-hmm. that eventually you'll end up seeing the legalization of other type mm-hmm. A drugs or anything. So I don't know why we would be worried about that, right? We'd like, it worried, shouldn't be yeah. a concern. Like, we've got countries and states that have legalized weed and, you well, know, that hasn't happened. it just kind of stays there, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's be honest. Like, weed was legal. In, in all intense purpose. It was essentially legal. It wasn't not because legal. Because <laughs> people, people, like, cops had their better things to worry about. It mm. wasn't as big as an issue. Uh, everyone did it. Mm. Like, how many people do you know would had, had you know, were packing? Had yeah. it with them wherever they were. Packing. But I think, I think the argument, <laughs> and this is probably more of an yeah, argument no? for the states, right? Because this, yeah. came, this kind of ties into criminal justice reform, is it became an excuse for... Um, for law enforcement to bust mm-hmm. certain people mm-hmm. that they were going demographics, after, right? yeah, yeah, and and it became and, and, and that's that, where the whole I would racism argue that's argument exactly what happened here. Right? I mean, whether it was intentional or not, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a good it's thing those, that we're kind of reversing that. You know, they always identified and went after those white Anglo Saxons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that white kid, he's got pot on him. <laughs> that's a big thing in the states, though. White Anglo Saxon, like wasp, wasp, right? Yeah, wasp, wasp, wasp. I'm trying to get teased all day. But I do want to say, though, that one thing that we should do or that we shouldn't be doing is cutting access to services and supports for people that do have addictions. And that's exactly what just happened in the province with the ODSP reforms. Mm. Now mental health and addictions won't be recognized as disabilities. Yeah. And I think that, that is, is a huge issue. That so. they won't be recognized at all. That's a, that's a change that that's been made. Like, or or is it uh, that that further diagnostic? The minister spoke very again, very generally, very broadly because it's not. They don't have the wording yet. Mm. They don't actually have it yeah. written out, right? Yeah. But Seems essentially, weird to make an announcement. Mental health and addiction issues. Yeah, you won't be able yeah. to qualify for ODSP. Yeah, yeah, that's a. So we've got yeah. reefer madness. And then we don't have, you know, supports for these people that are addicted. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think the it ends up, it, it's a difficult situation because it, clearly you have to set priorities as, as a government, right? But it seems like we, we're not setting priorities, like our, our, our societies aren't setting priorities or our governments aren't setting priorities on the well-being of people it's more like this idea of like open for business jobs 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 which is important because in the end it ties into people's well-being and sense of meaning and all that but people have to be able to get up and go to work exactly exactly (laughs) it's 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 a it's a difficult uh difficult balance to strike and obviously that's why we have politics and this is why we kind of go shift back and forth between liberal and conservative governments it seems (laughs) So, anyways, my friends, On what do we say? Note. Are we uh, are we wrapping up here before we get kicked out of this? We place? might as well. I feel bad for the workers. Yeah, it seems so uh, yeah. so quiet and great hospitality, yeah. though. Well, Michelle, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks the, for having like, me, guys. Bullshit podcast. I want to do this again. Sure. I just love speaking to Absolutely. a mic. It's even better that it's amplified. In my yeah, 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 yeah. It <laughs> sounds it sounds call. sort of professional. We never really have to do this. We could probably just do it with like, like <laughs> the one mic. Yeah, <laughs> but this makes us feel like we're more legitimate yeah. when we walk in. 
in here and we have a bunch of gear to, mm-hmm. to like show mm-hmm. off. So it feels real. These probably aren't <laughs> even plugged in or anything. Nothing's plugged in. <laughs> You're just hearing yourself. <laughs> just like I feel so cool. Cool. Thanks so much uh, for having me, guys. No, thank you very much we'll for having us. Soon. We're very excited to see uh, to see what our councils uh, got up its sleeve. Yeah, tune in. You'll be able to stream the inauguration Sweet. next Tuesday. Sweet. So Jay, you're gonna take us out on a, I got on a quote. You got nothing for I, us. I forgot all about. We that. didn't even talk about the beer. Isn't that supposed to be a thing? Yeah. Well, it's supposed yeah. to be. Well, I guess we, hey, don't do we that had. Uh, we have talked about this this particular oh, beer yeah. before many times. So okay. uh, Odie McOatface. We drank Odie McOatface. Uh, the stout offering from uh, Full Beer Brewing Company yeah. here in Timmins. And it's solid. Fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, since Jay doesn't have a quote to lead us out on, uh, <laughs> I'll just say thank you very much, everybody, for uh, joining us this week. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you uh, in a week or two. You'll hear from us in a yeah. few weeks. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Michelle. Cool. Thanks, guys.